Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Welcome to Lighthearted Dads. Today we are on studio with Noor and. Guess what? My name's Noor too. <laughs> all right, we can't use that all the time now. Oh, I on. think we're going to kill it. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Uh, so, an upper episode. Uh, today, we just go with the flow, really. What's going on, Noor? Um, alhamdulillah, I am good. Um, I'm a bit emotional today. Uh, have been in the last few days. Yeah, no, you're looking a bit downbeat this today. What, what, what's up? Um, what's down? Subhanallah, my son is ill. Uh, he's um, uh, got a really bad cough, congested. Um, it's not sleeping well. Like two days ago, I was working. Subhanallah, I, I was like, uh, while I was working away, I could hear something like, like, and I thought he was whinging in his cot mm. and uh, didn't pay too much attention to it actually. Uh, SubhanAllah, I just literally saw him stand up, like sit up, like, and he was like, uh, I just went up to him and SubhanAllah, he was crying, but I couldn't hear him. And his tears, and he doesn't cry usually like that, his tears were pouring and he was gasping for air, bruv. At that moment, I freaked out. SubhanAllah, like, uh, you don't believe it. Like, that moment, like, I feel like crying now, do you get it? Yeah. SubhanAllah, I couldn't, I, I was so emotional. I was like, SubhanAllah, man, like my son, do you get it? I picked him up, um, cuddled him up. And then I was like, my wife was at her appointment. Mm. So she's a nurse by profession. So she knows what to do, right? Whereas with me, I'm like, what do I do? Do you get it? Um, luckily, people were around and just quickly... Um, gave him some water and all that stuff. Gave him some comfort. Um, mashallah, like slowly, slowly, that congestedness went down a bit. He was breathing. Um, it took a while. He was he was scared. Mm-hmm. Like he's thinking like, and when I found it was like this. <gasps> so yeah, alhamdulillah, man. Um, like I'm sure it's normal for a lot of parents, and it's normal for kids. But you know, I just thought for that moment, like if I lost my son, I would have gone nuts. To get it like yeah and i would have just i was just thinking subhanallah like it, it just imagine i didn't pay attention imagine i just said you know i just carried on i uh, did my thing and um yeah ever since i was that you know what um my son needs more attention so i just said to um my wife look um our house is quite busy your your mom's house very uh quiet mm. Um, and in your house, like my mom, look after my son as well. Like she loves my son to be, but obviously because it's holiday, a lot of my family members are around and stuff like that. And I just think my son needs some space. Uh, whereas my in my in laws, there's just um, uh, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, and two of our brothers. So I just thought, you know what? Let me just tell her to like go there, stay there for a few days until he recovers. And I don't know if I've done the right thing to get it. Like, I feel like every time my wife or my baby falls ill or something like that, I just say like, oh, why don't you go to your mom's house? And uh, and then it's, it's come to a point where my older sister made me realise again, you always send her when she falls ill or when the baby's falling ill. And they might think, yeah, your in-laws might feel bad to get it. Mm. Or why, do, why does it keep sending them while they're ill or something like that? But I actually, you know what, that's a very good topic to start with. Let's 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 pick, let's start let's do that. What's what's the topic? Ill or in laws? Uh, in laws, in laws. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that because yeah. um, like for some reason there's a stigma in our culture, and maybe in like other cultures, but from what I know, right, um, we we have this thing where we might have a problem with our wife or um, people or being at their mums a lot. What is the boundary? Let, let's start with that. It's like trigger alert for me, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's trigger the, people, man. The, let's those, just do those, it. those who know, you know, I've, I've got, got some very bold and uh, strong views on this whole issue about in-laws and mm. families. And just to know, you know, um, you know, me, my wife, my kids, also we live together with my mom. So it's not the case of uh, whatever I say is in the case of uh, there's issue there. We've been, alhamdulillah, you know, we married, what, 16 odd years, you know. Um, Mashallah. Alhamdulillah, you know, we've been in that same situation. So, um, the thing about in-laws is this is one of the most common things you end up having, uh, especially within you know the, those from the kind of Asian subcontinent, because it tends to be mostly in those families that um, the the wife you know gets married and is living with the in-laws. 
Um, but however, we tend to also see a lot of issues pop up. You know, a lot of so many issues pop up, isn't it? The you know, mother-in-law can be you know, like a witch. You know, you hear those ones. Yeah. You got you know the, you know the daughter-in-law from hell kind of thing. And sometimes it can just be either both are at it or one is at it and one isn't. And it can become kind of torture and, and, and really difficult for the family. And so, you know, it's causing a lot of problems because there's a lot of family breakdowns, marriage breakdowns, um, and it's not really healthy. And that's what it really boils down to. And, you know, if I quickly outline Go on. Uh, what I, the, my, my perspective just generally on this there, uh, is that, you know, um, that for a healthy marriage and you know, for a healthy family to grow, it's better for uh, a, a husband and a wife to live separately from the in-laws, yeah? And that in itself doesn't take away from uh, fulfilling your rights and duties to your parents, so the, the son to do that and, so the, and for the wife to do it to her parents as well. It doesn't take away from that. There's, there's, it's done in a certain mechanism. But um, that's where I click off from. Obviously, I don't think so. And that might sound hypocritical considering that we're actually living together. Um, but I'm just talking about seeing all the issues we're seeing in society. That's what exists. And that's why one of the things me and my wife had a conversation about, which is, you know, my kids, you know, when they get old and get married, they're more than happy to live with us if they wish to. We have no expectation. Okay. Yeah. Our thing is, get married, live your life, no problem. If you wish to stay, stay. Yeah. That's it. So the one thing I only, I only put one condition on that, which is the only condition I'll have for my children is, if possible, where possible, try and stay closer together because it'd be nice to have family close by and not long distance. But, you know, that's life. Sometimes work and other reasons push you further away. But the main thing is, is uh, you know, you're welcome to stay, but you don't have to. See, I've got a problem with that, right? Um, do you have a dad? My father passed away in 2002. Okay, so 2002 and your mum's alone, yeah. right? So according to your principle, yeah, um, you saying, you know, move out. So why haven't you moved out then? Why have you stuck and look after your mom? Yeah. So this is the this is the bit where it sounds like I said I, my son hypocritical in, yeah. in that process. I've stayed because again um, the way um, the, my mom is and the, and the and the help and support she needs, I think it becomes quite important that we're, we're together. We came from a very small family. Uh, my brother's further away; he's out of London. My sister's also, you know. You know, with, with when she gets married, obviously the the, the family expectations expectations different. are different yeah. than that maybe of the son. So I, I've remained and I've I've stayed in in, in that situation because I felt like that's, that that was the right thing to do. However, when I'm looking at a lot of the problems that's existing within families, um, I, I can't make a statistic because I don't know. We've not done the surveys on this thing, but um, we're seeing more and more of these issues popping up. Yeah. And so therefore, the solution is what's best is that if you're not living together, you can have a better relationship than if you are living together, especially yeah. when things become toxic. And you know what it is? A lot of the times, it's just that give and take kind of thing. The thing that I've got, the other issue is, is that, you know, imagine now, um, okay, you, know, you live with your mom and dad, yeah? I live with my mom. My no. dad is retired, oh, lives okay. back home. Okay, right. So now imagine your dad was living there. Just yeah. Just to say that, yeah? Then, you know, you've got a son now and you're the, you're, you're, you're the, you're the um, head of that family yeah. yeah but within the house can you truly be the head of the house no my dad's too strong because you're going to be always under the shadow of your dad yeah know? and i don't mind that yeah. and then similarly for the mum or the, for your wife for example could she truly be the the queen of the house you could say no. you, you wouldn't have that and sometimes that is what i'm talking about that as as within households you need to have that autonomy the ability to be able to say yeah this is me this is this is uh you know um uh you know i'm the i'm the, i'm the uh, decision maker, I'm this, and I hold the power and authority, and that helps dictate. Because sometimes what can happen is power dynamics look different when there is an intergenerational household. Yeah, yeah. Now the thing was is the, my point being is now just say um, okay, let's just use an example. Yeah, let's say I passed away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife's alone, the kids are growing up, and they follow the same principle. They don't have to stay. Now what it is is remember you still have a responsibility for your parents. So I'm not saying taking by by living together that just fulfills the responsibility because sometimes you can live together and it can be torture. You're not fulfilling your responsibilities. And sometimes by living apart, you can still fulfill your responsibilities. How? Yeah. So just say if, if somebody is if you live close together, this is the whole point I was saying. If you live close together now, now imagine the case is you live close together, your mom could spend the whole day in your house, it's not a problem. Isn't it? Yeah. It's just the case of you knowing that, you know, look, this is my house, that's the parents' house. You can always go to their house. You can provide for all looking after you. If you want to cook, you can get the food cooked and whatever. You can you can do all of those things. 
obviously the issue becomes a bit different when you imagine you live far away and you know these things then become quite difficult because the thing is you know for your parents you need they need the maybe especially if they get old and frail they need the basic uh, necessities uh, and they might have issues with mobility cooking cleaning looking after and then there's also about social isolation as well isn't it? so it's important that they have human interaction and contact and all of those things but i think that's why i feel that you can find a balance within that and my main thing goes back to the premise of you look at um the living intergenerational family living it tends to be more from our subcontinent culture but um it's not always predominant across other cultures yeah, yeah. um and i look back at you know many examples of the sahabas and you see many examples that they didn't necessarily live within uh, intergenerational families not saying there wasn't there were some examples but predominantly it wasn't that you always had a husband wife kids that was a household so let's get real yeah this is what you're suggesting hypothetically speaking mm. in london mm. it's virtually impossible why first thing first it's about finding two houses that's close by Mm-hmm. Bro, we can't even find one. Yeah. To get onto a council house or any of those housing associations, it's virtually impossible unless you buy one. To buy one in London, you're looking at 500, 450 mm. uh upwards uh with a deposit uh, those that get mortgage, you're talking about 100 grand deposit or possibly more or possibly less, I don't know. I, I don't uh haven't been there but i'm just saying um and then you got to do that times two to make sure that you're next to your parents or they have something for example um but for me i don't just speaking this is all a dreamland doesn't make sense mm-hmm. it's we're just dreaming we said oh this is this this is this for me is if my mom's alone bruv like my wife you got to learn to live with my mom and that's full stop Do you get it? And it's not one of those things where I'm ready to compromise. I'm not compromising. But so now, now, now let me throw in a spanner into the works. What if yeah, your wife and your mum had beef now? Yeah, yeah, bro. And it's and it's gone to the point where they're always at it. Yeah. Mm. Now I've seen many cases where the the son now is caught in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Now what happens is there's a possibility of okay, you may have to maybe move out. in order to save the marriage or maintain yeah. the marriage because there might not necessarily be an issue with you two mm. and you've got kids mother of the kids all of those things it's so preserving the institution of marriage or you're staying there with the possibility that it could you know uh, go either way yeah so what would you do in those in those so, situations um yeah th- that's a very realistic situation I- i'm just maybe i don't see it that way because uh, at that moment right now i'm not in that situation Alhamdulillah, like, yes, my mum understands my wife. My wife understands my mum. And they've got a good relationship. Alhamdulillah. Uh, so it, that might not last. Let's say it didn't last. So I'm in a situation where I have brothers where I can just say, look, this is the situation. Does it make sense? Mm. Um, but I, I've told my wife before I got married to her, this is the situation. Uh, do you accept it? And obviously I get it things change in time kids uh, jobs um life circumstances anyway but I just understand why or how a woman and I I I I do a lot of um brothers like conversations and I help a lot of brothers who face divorce mm. I speak to them go through those like you know I could, we could talk about this another day about divorce but um and a lot of the situation I come across is like in-laws issues and stuff like that mm. and you know that's what caused it and stuff like that but uh, when I when I speak to them I ask them hang on did you ask these questions before you got married no I was dating her I thought she was the one after I got married I thought it would be different whatever etc wherever it is but my question is to the sisters right how hard is it to live with one woman and I put it back to you And I said that the other day like said uh, me and my wife just just talking and I just said to her like um uh you've got one unable brother um disabled brother yeah mm. but alhamdulillah such a 
lovely guy, right? And you've got younger brother who's a Hafiz and mashallah, you know, doing really well, etc. Um, the older one, obviously, to find him a wife and everything, it's a bit hard, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, the younger one's going to get married. The younger one's going to get married and let's say, you know, they've got a massive house, bro, six-bedroom house. Sure. Yeah? And it comes to a stage where he gets married. What if he says, I want to leave? Would you want your brother to look after your mum as she said yeah i said the same way i would like you to understand my situation and she goes i understand so i said to her so why doesn't other sisters understand this well, what is it i think mm. islamic law or islamic rights only works or only applies when you want it mm. doesn't make sense but half the other things you don't do why is it pick and, pick and choose? I know I, I get really heated about this subject. So yeah, I know. Do you I, know? I don't know if I if, if I'm coming across like no, that. No, no, that's good because it's, it's a highly controversial topic, isn't yeah. it? And especially if me and you are coming from opposing viewpoints, um, saying that we're both in the same situation. With yeah, parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents, yeah. but um, it's just about looking at the issues that's been faced and, and going forward. You mentioned a couple of things. Okay, you, you spoke to your wife before saying, you know, this is what's going to happen. Yeah situation so you can be yes and they can agree and be mentally prepared and come into it but you know things can go pear-shaped yeah yeah so now um do you feel that you're putting too much onus on the woman you know too much what sorry too much onus on the woman like you got you got to make it work you got to make it happen you got to fix it you got to do this and that because sometimes what happens is a woman feels a lot of pressure like what happens is uh when the husband or the man gets married what happens is it becomes almost the expectation that oh the wife will fulfill all of the duties that the son has two as a parent and so then the boy does nothing but the girl has to do everything and also live with them and all of those things and that's where i think some of the issues can start brewing where somebody gets married but you know if you look at it you are responsible for your parents that's what it is isn't it so the the responsibility and the accountability is for you to your parents her to her parents and so on um so therefore you know the pressure that she's falling under because it's because of I'm not saying it's you, but I'm just giving an example. Like because uh, as a man, you're not fulfilling your responsibilities, and you're getting the woman to do your job basically, and then expect them to live together. And the other thing that I've noticed a lot that sometimes yeah, the wife can come in open-hearted saying, "Yep, no problem, I'm gonna make it work." Yeah. And then what happens is you get these uh, mother-in-laws from hell. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen many cases. Uh, you know, I know within you know I know many personal cases of, mm. of this happening. Where examples. Um, the mother-in-law is so strict, yeah, that um, she basically uh, prevents the daughter-in-law from being t- able to have a bath, for example. She's going to okay, that she closes down onto the water. She she interferes in everything. You're not allowed to go out. You're not allowed to do these things. Um, if food's if food's you've slaved in the kitchen the whole day, she'll always criticize the food, say this isn't good enough, this isn't good enough, this isn't good enough. And so what happens is there are cases. I'm not saying it's like um, the norm, but there are cases where these situations arise. And in those situations, you're saying, okay, right, is it really the wife's fault? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I'll flip it as well. I've seen mother-in-laws who are as gentle as, yeah. as anything. Yeah. But, and they're the ones saying, no, no, don't worry, it's okay. They don't, want, they don't want fuss, nothing. But the daughter-in-law from the beginning always knew that, right, I want my own place. I ain't living with this old lady. And so she's engineered a, a situation uh, in order to force a, a force a movement uh, to be separated out, so I've seen all of these kind of cases, and then there's hundreds of cases where you know it's, it's quite, nowadays it seems rare to see where you have a husband and um, you know a mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law living together. You know that's why a lot of people I know are you know kind of surprised. You know my wife and my mother being able to live together sixteen years. You know yeah, together alhamdulillah. and we're still going. You know, look, nothing's ever smooth sailing within families. There'll always be disagreements and these things, but you're able to live together. Look, 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 I understand when a mother-in-law has few kids and you're in a situation where you're like, you know, I can make a decision, I can go. By all means, go in it. It's always the younger one and the older one that faces Mm -hmm. the brunt, right? Uh, I'm the middle one, funny enough, but Alhamdulillah, I'm so happy that I'm staying with my mum. I don't want to go too deep into it, but, you know, me and my mum, we have this different relationship to get it. I come, I hug my mom, kiss her, 
play around with her, wrestle with her, joke around with her, bounce to another level, but with respect, obviously, right? And, you know, um, like, I, I've got this relationship with my mum where my mum doesn't want nothing bad to happen to me. Does that make sense? Mm. And I, I genuinely don't, this is something that I want the brothers to know or learn. Like, I've noticed the brothers don't say it early enough. And what I mean by that is when they, they, they are so oblivious that something is going wrong with their wife or their mother-in-law that they don't understand that they could have prevented it there and there or they could have said something. But rather they let them fight thinking that it will fix itself. I think that's because they're probably scared. You know, a lot of the times... Well, why are you scared, bruv? Scared because, one, oh, I don't want to upset the wife. I don't want to upset the mum. So I just stay out of it. No, 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 no. This is where it goes wrong. Like, alhamdulillah, like, I go to my mum, I talk to my mum, and I try to defuse any situation, for example. So well, she, she hears what's what's right? Uh, sometimes like, my mum will hint up to me, like, I miss... My, my grandchild, yeah, uh, when is he coming back? I said, oh, they were meant to come Wednesday, will come Friday, uh, another two day extra. I said, um, yeah, let her, let it be, um, two days extra, it's nothing. If you need anything, I'm here, right? Um, and, you know, she won't go for a long time anyway, but she's um, there's things happening. But you know what? Why the white lies, the, the halal lies, mm. brothers just don't know how to use it. Do you get it? And I know how to use it. Do you get it? Mm. I just say, oh, may maybe an appointment or something. Or maybe um, she has something to do. A family needs something or anything along those lines. And, you know, you go to the wife and, you know, tell her stuff. Like, my mom really liked your cooking today. Do you get it? Mm. Or um, vice versa. My mom, mom she, she, she really likes it. No, believe it or not, right? My, my wife loves my mom's cooking. Absolutely loves it. Absolutely. Do you get it? Mm. And she's she won't go out because she's she'll eat my mum's curry because she likes it, right? Mm. And um, when my wife cooks here, she's learning. And you know what? When she first started, it was runny. The onions wasn't boiled properly and stuff like that. But my mum's like, oh, mozois here. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? And even I was like the first one to have it. I said, mm, very nice. Um, just maybe a bit of salt next time, I, I, but that's good. You rather give less salt than give more salt because we could add that. Mm. So I'm always like encouraging, encouraging. Alhamdulillah, like she started cooking and by far one of the best roasts my wife makes. Mm. Do you get it? Mm. And it's all through encouragement. And even my mum, she understands. She's got so many other bowls, right? And, uh, and she just learned through that. But the thing is, it's just communication. Brothers don't talk. Why are brothers afraid to talk to their mum? Oh, my mum is strict. Oh, you don't understand my mum, bro. Or you might upset her, whatever, etc. But it's got to get to a stage where, like, they didn't build that relationship. That if you haven't got that relationship, you can't live with that woman. Someone who's got that relationship with that woman needs to live with her. Do you know what I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, I think another kind of side to this as well is... Um you know, mother-in-law's uh, interfering too much. Yeah. So, you know, that is what I've found tends to be the, the, the kickstarter for a lot of problems. Yeah. The guy should stop it. Yeah. So, for example, mum's now kind of stepping into your wife's territory, you say. Mm. Remember, everybody's got a domain. We need to have a domain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what I talked about before when you said, okay, if you live in your dad's house, you know, authority and all those things. You know, you need your domain. You need to, you know, feel like, okay, this is my authority. I have authority. An example is you live in the same house now. Imagine your wife wants to, I don't know, reorganize the kitchen. She won't be able to maybe. Because why? Because your mom's still there. She's cooking and it's her kitchen. And can you see these little things is where problems arise. But also one of the things that happens is mother-in-law start, like I said, um, they, they, they overreach sometimes. Yeah. Now they're not doing it. And maybe sometimes they're not doing it in a spiteful way. Yeah? Other times they are. Yeah, you know, there's many cases. You know, I'm just looking at the broad spectrum. Now, when that starts happening, it can start feeling okay. Right, you know, uh, they're encroaching into my area. So, for example, you've got your son. Yeah, now your wife wants to do something with your son, but your mom's like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, do this, do this, do this. For example, yeah, you've not given an opportunity. For example, and that could be one thing. Okay, fine, I can let that go. But imagine that continually kept happening. 
And eventually you can see these problems arising where it's like, okay, right, I'm not even able to, for example, just say discipline. You have a method of discipline with your son, but your mum wants to do a different method. And there's two different approaches that happen to disciplining a child in the same household. So your child's got mixed messages. They know that, okay, I can't do this with mum, but then I want to run off to my grandma and she'll sort you out. Okay, so why doesn't the wife at that particular moment say, why mum? She can. Maybe there are cases where they have, there are cases where she says it. Then but boom, then? explosion. Oh, look at her, she's disrespecting me. And da, da, da. I, you know, I've got so much knowledge and wisdom. I've gone through this. I've raised x number of kids yeah, but, the, but there's a way up. of saying it don't it there's ways of saying like oh mom uh i'm my, why like uh, just not like why should i do that oh no no i don't want to do it. i want to do it my way the, you know don't challenge fair enough why mom like what's the wisdom behind it is there a reason if she doesn't have a reason then you're like okay that's fair enough right but majority of the time they'll have a reason for because they got the, so much superstitious stuff they picked up from mm, back home mm, right mm. and uh, they bring it into their house and that was causes the problem um but look let's make it very clear yeah if a mother-in-law is in a certain way she's got a husband you move out if the mother-in-law doesn't have a husband and she's got other kids and she's been difficult with your wife, you move out. But if it's a situation where the mother-in-law is alone, you're the only son, and the wife, then you pick your wife correctly. You have to compromise. So At the end of the day, you have to compromise. So would you then say that, you know, you mentioned it before, that um, the son should intervene and you should, yeah. all of those things. So would you then say that any conflict between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law that becomes toxic is because of the son. 100%. So really the onus is on the son and yeah. it's the son's fault. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But be a man. Be a man, honestly. Like the amount of times I've come across uh, people with relationship problems, the man doesn't talk. The man's just happy having a wife. Like, I, I, I don't want to go too deep into... Um, I might come across a stereotypical Bengali, whatever. I don't care. This situation, right? Um, I just think like I will, I always put the situation back on my wife. I would like in, if if brothers are listening to me, I'll say, what, how would you like it? Would you be happy with your mom being alone? You're living close by, and you're going and feeding her, or your brother just goes, but uh, you know, make sure the bills and everything's paid. Might not even might not even do that, because wife might turn around slowly, sort of saying, why are you doing that? Do you get it? Mm. I think the problem is people don't find the right match. Do you get it? Because oh, I've been with that person for 10 years or 7 years or 5 years. Oh, I think this is perfect. But they don't actually see the surrounding. They don't actually uh, look at what I actually need, what fits to my family. Because there's loads of brothers out there, bro. I know that live on their own. Do you get me? Then go marry them. Don't go looking and going to destroy another man's family. Don't do that. Like, I, I've seen, bruv, I've seen some lovely families broken to pieces because, like, women come in and they're all dynamic, they're dynamically different. And they've, like, one of them is lovely, one of them is back chat in a way. And I can throw another thing into the mix, which is many things happen, which is uh, a wife gets married, mm. comes into the household, now there's also sister-in-laws in the household bro yeah. sister-in-laws so cannot live with each other so then what happens it becomes toxic because you know now what's happening is similar territory isn't it yeah because okay mother different different level you know you're at the same level yeah. and then i've seen so much um almost like cat fighting you hear yeah. many examples of cat fighting and all, and just kind of um snide remarks backbiting gossiping <laughs> and it just becomes a really toxic toxic environment yeah in this in that particular situation uh wallahi I've I've lived it myself. I've seen it myself. Um, different sister-in-laws. As much as I love my sister-in-laws, I think they're wonderful. Um, I don't have no issues with them. But every woman wants it differently. Do you get it? Like I I know, like they might come in and they want a kitchen in a certain way. Do you so get what it? you're saying here really is every woman wants her own domain. No, no. I I'm talking about no, no. I'm talking about sister-in-laws. They're on the same level. They're on the same level. Do you get but it? Because that sister-in-law wants it in a certain way. That sister-in-law wants it in a certain way. You know, I'm not even talking about sister-in-law as in like two brothers and their wives. I'm mm. even talking about your own sister. 
Yeah. He had all of the, so I'm talking about okay, even okay, the okay. wide spectrum that there's different women in the house. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these um, problems arise, but you just mentioned it really, which is what a women and men as well. Well, you want your own domain. You yeah. need your own space where you can exert your authority, your want. For example, I want to redecorate the house. Oh no, I've got to go through a lot of political uh, bureaucracy before I can even do that, for example, because of the family. Why do you hierarchy. care? Because everybody who has wants. Everybody's no, got a, 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 you know, like, needs. Look, look, this, this, is, this is a prime example, yeah? Uh, this is exactly what I did, right? My mom uh, is the queen of the house. Mm. And then I was like, actually, mom, I said it to my mom, I said it to everyone so clearly. I said it to my mom, I said, you might be the queen of the house, but I'm the mahram of this house. Do you get it? And I said it in a very nice way. Do you get me? I, me and my mom, we got good friendship, yeah? And a mother and son relationship. But I'm the mahram of this house, yeah? And I'm, I'm here to protect you. I want the best for you. And I'm going to think, I'm, you've been, uh, you've come from, a third world country into this country and you've been oppressed for God knows 20, 30 years. And she's been oppressed, bro. And when I mean oppressed, I've seen it. She was oppressed. She wasn't allowed to go nowhere. Uh, she wasn't allowed to do things, etc. And I, I dedicated my life thinking, mom, I'm going to make sure that whatever life of me and you both have with each other, yeah, I'm going to make the most. Mm. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to give you things and I'm going to do things. Just trust me. Do you trust me? She said, I trust you. I said, okay. So what I did was I looked at what my wife wants in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm. I got her to design everything. I went to my mom. I said, I designed this. What do you think? She goes, wow. This is lovely. I said, this is going to go there. This is going to go there. This is, this is. And you know, all the old stuff, mom, we'll chuck it away and I will buy new stuff. What do you think? She goes, oh, can I keep a couple of things? I go, yeah, you can keep a couple of things. But you know the rest of the stuff, I'll buy it for you, mum. I'll buy you new stuff. She loved it. Did the kitchen, everything. Then I said to my mum, like, do you like the kitchen? She goes, yeah. I go, alhamdulillah. But she doesn't need to know my wife designed it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And my wife, like, she goes, that's fine. Don't come here from. Mm. My, she doesn't need to know. But alhamdulillah, not that my wife, would, my mum would mind my wife would doing it. She loves my wife. Do you get you it? just nipped it in the bud. But I just thought, I just nip it in the bud. No one else needs to know. There is a problem where I've had waswas from other people mm. that have made it too grey. Everything is grey, right? And all my life, I've always depended. So, you mean the colour grey or grey area? Colour grey. Okay, right. Yeah. It's not, it's colour grey and white and yeah, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a bit dull, there's no colour, right? And uh, what, what was upsetting was I said, um, uh, I'm an investment banker by trade. Mm. What I do for a living is I just chuck money. Yeah. I won't touch, a, I won't paint. I won't put my hands on anything. I said, okay, someone said, oh, let's paint this room. Um, I'm not touching it. Mm. I'll pay someone to do it. That was my mentality growing up. My brother or anyone will say like, why would you pay someone? Like, I could do this. Like, it's, it's, it costs us 50 quid where someone else is coming in doing it, 250. For me, it's like, okay, if it costs 50 pounds, then just do it then, isn't it? That's the mentality I grew up with. I, I never used to touch anything. And this come to a point where I'm living on my own now and I've learned DIY work. I've got my own tools. I've, I know how to push shelf up. I know how to fix the door. I know so, how to like clean, jet wash, everything, bruv. Like I paint something that I hated. I've learned how to paint. This lockdown was a blessing for me, man. Like, sure. wallahi, it was a blessing. I've learned, like, make steaks and burgers and, you know, painting the whole, everything, fixing the whole house, making things very simple. And I said to my mom, just trust me. And she goes, okay. I said, I'll make your life so simple, so cluster-free, you'll love it. She agreed. Until you showed them, yeah, this looks better without being there. That this newspaper up to here looks better without being there. It just feels light, right? It's stress-free. She gets it. It's mm. all through communication. But you know the wife's already thinking that as well. Without but doubt, she, these whole issues, are, it, it does boil down to communication. But sometimes it's also ulterior motives, isn't it? What's that? Well, you know, like I said, I, I don't know why this happens, but I've seen cases of mother-in-laws who are like, just from day one, they're just spiteful, like, you know, um, you know, uh, there's a there's a there's a parent I remember that that contacted you know it was actually a mother 
asking just just about some support on, on questions um, as I usually do answer. And one of them was like around um, the child um, in in the family growing up. If you've got the son, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's just like my son. He looks just like my son. Everything else. And the one had the daughter. Oh, like you. And the again, the love and the thing was more distant between um, the the parents, the grandparents, and, and and the daughter. And anything they did, they just you know belittled, put down, and there's these kind of things can happen. And and they sometimes what ends up happening is it's actually like I said, it's like torture, and not just the implication, the ramification it has on the marriage with your husband and wife, the impact on the kids. Mm. A child is growing up feeling loved, another one isn't. A child is going to feel like you know and, and really put down. And there are cases like this, endless cases that I hear of these kind of things. Um, obviously, you know, in everything, I will say there are two sides to always to a story. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and I've heard perspectives from mother-in-laws about how their daughter-in-laws have basically treated them and behaved and all of those kind of things. Um, but what ends up happening is there's that toxicity that exists there. And a lot of that, I feel, sometimes can come down to, like, from the beginning, you know, um, they made their minds up, nah, just not going to have it. And it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't make sense to me because then, you know, you gave your blessing, for example, as they say, to or for your son to get married to this girl. But yet, like, from day one she came in, she's like, oh, you're the, you're the outsider, you're the other woman. And these problems can arise. So mm. I know there's a lot of these things are cultural, maybe. And and maybe maybe they were oppressed as a daughter-in-law. And they're just continuing that trend on. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I said, I think in the next generation, we had that discussion. I, remember, I had me and my wife this, had this discussion. And we're, like, talking, thinking, okay, look, key thing is, Kids want to live in the house. It's fine. They can live. I have no expectation. And I think that's an important thing. Like when you have an expectation, it weighs. Now, I have love. I have want. You want to stay? No problem. You know, no one's, I'm not kicking anybody out, but I'm not making a, a compulsion for that to happen. And at the same time, one of the key things we say is we will not interfere in their lives, not in their family, yeah. lives, not in their kids. You raise your kids as you want. If you want advice and guidance, we're here. Yes, we're experienced. We're here. But I'm not going to interfere. Because sometimes, you know, you look at it, how do you grow as a person? Sometimes you're going to have to make your own mistakes. Uh. I talk about that a lot with kids. You know, when you're raising your kids, allow them to make the errors. Sometimes don't just parachute in. We talked about it before. Sit back. You know, sometimes allow them to make mistakes and then have the discussion. Okay, what do you learn from that process? Now, it doesn't mean that obviously, you know, kids you know, are going to just jump out the window. You don't do anything. You learn from your mistake. You know, obviously there's boundaries to that. But where you can, you have to allow that to happen. So that's the kind of approach that I want to take, which is, no, you don't have to live with us. One request, like I said, stay as close as you can. But again, same time, if you don't... You look, know, look, uh, to all the brothers out there that have <coughs> a difficult mother or sister-in-laws that have difficult mother-in-laws, uh, what as I, I always say, uh, alhamdulillah, I, I love the way my wife is because of my mother-in-law. Mm. My mother-in-law is a strict mother-in-law, very strict. And my wife wouldn't be the woman she is today if it wasn't for my mom, mother-in-law, right? Mm. And um, what I say is, like, there's surely, like, as an ummah, what we should do is have courses. Mm. Yeah? Mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, even father-in-law, daughter-in-law, and um, son-in-law, wherever, all of those courses, they should be more out there. Yeah? How to be, how to treat each other in different language, especially something that we could possibly look into doing in Bengali. Uh, if the brother is aware of this or a sister is aware of this, they need to bring their parents into it. Doesn't make sense. Once they know Islamically, this is wrong or this is right or this is how you could avoid it, they have some knowledge. They're not gonna listen if your mom is not gonna listen to you or listen to your wife. Uh, where's the father-in-law? Mm. Do you get it? Sometimes you have the case where the mother-in-law is so... Um, dominant. Dominant, yeah. yeah. And the, but there's so many cases. I've seen that the father doesn't say nothing and the mother goes, oh, are you going to come home, come home. Do you get it? It's not right for you. Do you get it? Mm. I, it happened. I, I know cases like this, yeah, where mother-in-law, uh, the daughter-in-law goes home, the mother-in-law should turn around and say, go back to your in-laws, go back to your husband. But what do they do instead? Stay. It's fine. We'll look after you. Why? Why do you want to bring your daughter-in-law back? You so daughter, so your daughter back? Why do you want to bring her back? Like, I don't understand, man. 
Like these mothers here out there, and I no disrespect, why isn't the father say I've given you I've got you married off? Bugger off. I don't understand why they accept it. Okay, if there is some sort of zulum, yeah, oppression happening, wallahi, I, I, for, by all means, if my sisters were facing oppression, by all means, bro, I have a duty on them to look after them. Mm. Does doesn't make sense? I, I can't run away from my um, my duties. Do you get it? But majority of the cases is, um, I I know this case, wallahi, man, um, it just saddens me, yeah, saddens me so badly, um, and. Uh, I just need to bring it up. I know a sister who made uh, my friend friend came up to me. Wallahi, all this time I thought it was the man was living the life. He was so happy and always like whenever I asked him how you doing this and that etc. Uh, he was very happy, very very positive about everything. And then one day he came knocking on my door. I said to me, Nora, I need to talk to you. And uh, and I said to him, What's wrong, bro? My wife left me. And I was like, what? I saw your wife's pregnant. He goes, yeah. And he busted in tears and he goes, yeah. Uh, I'm just telling you, she left me. I said, is she facing some depression? Some sort of like, you know, are you, um, she goes, it's not the first time. It's the second time she's leaving. But when I told her first time, if you leave again, don't come back. I said, well, why do you say that? He goes, he goes, there's more to it, bro. I started to cook. I started to do everything in the house so that she doesn't feel burdened. Or my wife, my mom doesn't tell me, um, you know, um, why isn't your wife doing it, blah, 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 etc. There's just so much to your story. Let's not go too deep into it, right? She just wants to move out. She just, that's it, bruv. And she had the baby. He got told by someone else, a neighbour, right? That did you know you have you have a kid? He's like the audacity. Do you get it? Mm. You don't even tell me that I had a, I had a kid. Like this is what we're living with, bro. And before they got married, they were practicing sister, practicing brother. I, it just baffles me. This sister has brothers. They were like supporting and supporting what? My man's a rich guy. My man's a top guy from, I don't know how he's at home, right? It could be a different, total different guy, yeah? But from what I know, uh, hands on my heart, bro, I can say that, you know, if, if I had a sister, I would give him to him because mm. I know his dynamics, where he's going. If you look at his plans, you're like, wow, this guy's very ambitious. But they obviously had different stories. They just, she just wanted to move out. So she, now he's like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to move out. We've had the discussion. I said, I'll give you a couple of years. Maybe had the kid. Kid grows up a bit. My first grandkid in the whole generation, in my house, and stuff like that. And they got divorced, bro. Over that. Hmm. And I just think, like, divorce and this kind of situation is seen too light now. It's seen as, like, now I want it my way or going the highway. Yeah, there's just so many issues, so many issues that we're facing. And unfortunately, it's true. The divorce within the community is just increasing. Um, there's many impacts of it, many effects of it. And what we've talked about today, really, in a nutshell, is it is down to communication. It's, you know, what, what you've said, man not being a man enough to, in order to help uh, resolve the conflict between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. And then also the fact that I think some of it is also to do with um, that intergenerational interculture. Because a lot of people have, like I said, maybe a lot of parents from uh, from back home, as we say, you know, and you know the daughter-in-laws and stuff. They're born, born here, raised here, and that's having a, uh, having an impact. And um, the question I want to ask, as as a kind of final question um, to the show, which is, uh, do you think this will be a problem for the next generation? Considering if the next generation say are all born and brought up here, and for example, your you, you know your wife becomes a, a mother-in-law. Yeah. Mm. Do you think these issues would now fade away and not be an issue anymore if families are still living together? Or do you think you know it's more predominant because of the fact that you've got this culture from back home and the culture from here that's kind of at clash or at odds with each other? Okay, that is an interesting question. Uh, the same way the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law, there's a cultural difference. 
the mother-in-law, the, the, the daughter-in-law, when she becomes a mother-in-law and the new generations are coming through, they're pretty much predominantly like already Westerned. Mm. With a Western society, Western culture, they've embedded embedded into it. I'm seeing. Okay, th this is very interesting. Yeah, um, I, I do like matchmaking, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of the questions and all of the issues that I'm facing was um, Sheikh Hassan Ali was doing um, uh, this show. Uh, no, sorry, this nikah, and he said something very interesting, and I just I loved it. Yeah, and I'm gonna use it. He said, um, back in the days when I when people were looking for a husband or a wife, who is that? Oh, he's a nice chap. He looks good, decent. Hey, is he good? Yeah, he's good. Alhamdulillah. Uh, get married to my, um, you want to get married to my daughter? Khalas, done. Hmm. Yeah? Next generation came. Ah, my, my daughter is uh, doing her A-levels. Uh, my son, you know, he's doing his A-levels or uh, he's going for uni, whatever, etc. Maybe after uni, the girl goes to uni. Uni finishes. She wants to do her master's. She wants to do further studies. Oh, actually, she wants to um, uh, have a job. Okay, so it's just growing. This is why the age has grown, bruv. This is why she's still not married at 35, bro. Because mm. this, they've lost their chance. They've they've gone past the age. But no, no I'm not saying it's too late. It, it still happens. Do you know where I'm coming from? But you, the peak is gone. Does that make sense? Mm, mm. Right? Uh, I wish I got married at 2021 20, now. Then my kid today would have been 17, 18. I would have been done, wrapped up. I could have started. I could have just carried on with my life. Does that make sense? Uh, me and my wife could have gone anywhere without them. Or do anything. My, our life would have started. Uh, my sassy said the same thing. She has kids that are 25, 26. Uh, she's, she's only 44 or something. I said, Allah, like, it's amazing to see. She's like, she's working now. She goes, my life has started, Abba. She goes, my Abba. She goes, oh, my life has started. I'm 44. I'm expected to be a grandparent. Subhanallah. Inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. But you know, anyway, back to the question, yeah. Um, the brothers. Oh, has he got A-levels? Has he got a degree? Has he got masters? Because my daughter's got masters. Mm. I, I've got a case like that, bro. Mm. Um, now, oh, has he got a job? He hasn't got. Oh, what kind of job has he got? Uh, wallahi, bro. Nowadays, sisters are saying, does he have a house? Mm. Which man or a kid is going to have a house at the age of 24, 25, 26, 27? Not many. Not many, bro. Not even 30. Not many. You're putting this kid. Into massive debt because of pressure. It's sort of very materialistic, isn't it? Bro, this is the new generation, and I'm 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 seeing that, bro. I'm seeing it now when I'm doing matchmaking. They ask these questions. They, this is the kind of thing that pops up. Not even the fact that, oh, how would you benefit me Islamically? Mm. Do you think you would want to stay with your parents in the long term? What What are you working towards in the future? Mm. These are the like little little questions you could ask. Rather, how much do you earn? Okay, you can ask how much do you earn. There's no problem with that. Um, more on the lines of what's your hobby? What do you like? Football or this and that, etc. Yeah, but this is like this mm. unnecessary stuff. Get to get to the point. And what the back to your question about will the future generation find it easier or harder? I think it'll get worse, bruv. I'll get I think it'll get worse. If there isn't, look, a lot of kids are moving away from Islam. And Alhamdulillah, a lot of kids are coming towards Islam. Mm. And I'm not saying Islam is the solution, yeah? Because these kids don't understand Islam properly, yeah? Okay, let me rephrase that. Islam is the solution, but Islam it, interpreted in their head is different. Like, I'll give you an example. Sisters, uh, you know, there's, there's a thing about brothers uh, sweeping, cleaning, doing everything in the house, our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is to help his wife. But Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam didn't spend the whole day in his house, bruv. He had, he made time for everything, everyone. And I say, I always say this to my friends, which I, I don't see for a long time. I said, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make time for his friends. And when a baby cries, he looks for his mum. When a mum is emotional, needs help or support, he looks for a husband. When a husband needs support 
or um, a, a shoulder or anyone. He needs his boys, his companions. But if this guy doesn't see his mates, what happens is this argument that happens between the husband and wife explodes because they got too close to a point where, you know, they know when the other person's triggered. They don't need to know how I can trigger you. They don't need to know that. Soon as my wife triggers me, yeah, I just literally bite my tongue and I walk out. Not walk out abruptly, but I just don't show it that you got to me. She, do you get it? But it happens, right? Um, vice versa. If she's uh, angry, yeah, I don't provoke her. I don't say to her, oh, whatever, etc. I just leave it. I just say, okay, cool. I do ask her sometimes, like, cheer up, man. It's not that bad. I try, try reasoning with her. Mm. When I see it's not working, I said, khalas, do you get it? Mm. Let it be. But people don't understand that, bro. Do you get it? They want answers yeah. now. They want to sort it out now. They don't understand the concept of patience. Like, there's all these Islamic, um, like, things that we could learn. Um, you know, people think patience is patience, but there's so much more to patience. Patience could be your tongue, your actions, um, the way you walk, mm. anything, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you had me and you had an argument, and if I storm out right now, yeah, but I'm being patient, bro. I patient. I didn't say nothing. I was patient, but your actions showed, bro. Yeah, you your, was body, angry. your body language didn't show yeah. patience. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, bro. Look, um, uh, in the future, I think. Uh, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, I've heard about these sisters in uh, secondary school because I got uh, people that work in secondary school. They say, bro, they don't even believe in Islam. Mm. They don't even believe anything. They're saying, you know, sir, I don't believe in Islam. I just do it. I just wear a scarf with my parents. This is the situation we're in. And I don't think the new generation, yeah, are inbreding Islam to their kids. How our parents did it uh, We were forced to do it right mm. And I think the new generation are kind of um, Letting it Giving them a choice mm. If they want to be Muslim Yeah the, there are so many issues that are coming And mm. they all stem from the home Like I yeah. said these issues of the kids And their attitude And even like I said The next generation of children that are being raised Are by these parents And they're the ones who then go on to be daughter-in-laws And so on So it's having a big impact In how we are raising our children and you know what we're showing them in terms of our etiquettes, our our mannerisms, our values—all of those things have a massive, massive impact. And I think one thing be really interesting to hear from from those who are watching, really, is in in the comments. I, I we would love to hear actually about what you think regarding this topic. You know, what what do you think really is the issues regarding uh, uh, daughter-in-laws and and, um, and mother-in-laws? And do you think that the future generations are going to be better or worse? You know, it'd be really good to hear. Um, some of the comments in there because I know this is a hot topic that you know a lot of people are very opinionated about you may be having personal issues yourself and so you've got a specific, uh, a specific viewpoint so it'll be really good to um, hear from you on that as well inshallah um, and I know we could go on talking about this for a yeah. long time I know and I think uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to call it uh, uh, you know a call you know uh, wrap it up here today but it's something we could definitely touch upon more and there's so much more we can talk about you've talked about you know, kids who are going in, you know, leaving Islam. That's a whole discussion in itself. Yeah. We're talking about, like I said, issues between a marriage. That's what we're talking about. You know, we kicked off in so many different ways. So there's so much we can talk about. Inshallah, we'll address these topics as we come along. Inshallah. Also, drop in the comments as well, please. Um, if there's any other future topics you want us to discuss. And I want to say also, Jazakallah Khair for all of the brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers who, who actually left a lot of suggestions on Instagram, uh, on the WhatsApp as well, about uh, topics to discuss. There's so much we can discuss and... Uh, Inshallah, we'd love to hear your questions as well and and your comments uh, in there. Um, uh, also, just uh, kind of last couple of points uh, before we kind of wrap up today was is please do again don't forget um, subscribe to the channel. Um, also, like and share the content, and by all means, add comment and add to the discussions here. Don't forget to um, support us on Patreon as well. The link is in the bio um, that will help us to continue producing more content as well. And, you know, inshallah, you know, just, just giving you, we've got a lovely kind of, uh, what's it called again? Lighthearted dad. <laughs> um, T-shirt, alhamdulillah. You know, we want to give this as a giveaway. So we're looking for some of the most interesting or the best comments really in, in our posts. And inshallah, in a couple of weeks, we'll look at what we can give that away to. Um, and there'll be more giveaways coming through. I've already got 
a lot of different uh, businesses lined up to give us stuff to, oh, to give away. So inshallah, you know, uh, we'll be having more as we go along through that. Um, but it's been a really interesting discussion. I think. Yeah, I, I think is um, look. I might come across a bit negative today. Uh, I think uh, you've not, you not been very light-hearted today, bro. <laughs> nah, I haven't, have I? Uh, I think it's probably because a lack of sleep, the stress, the worry of my son, uh, a lot of things happening right now in uh, my life, um, and I, don't, I just, I just think I just jumped into it. I probably didn't think a lot through. I uh, probably get a lot of uh, people saying, "Ah, oh, he's sexist. Or he's this, is that." Yeah, I'm, I'm but, expecting stuff. Yeah, 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 but it's all good. But look, I, I, I'm gonna be. Blatant. I'm gonna be my, me. Uh, I don't have. This, I have this conversation with everyone. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I don't hold back. But obviously, I have respect. And um, like, look. Just before we finish, it was just one thing that come to my head was, look, sisters. Um, like one of the things that we need to change, and I say sisters rather than fathers, is sisters. Please teach your sons how to do their own clothes, how to do their own bed. How to do shopping? Uh, father could te teach them that. Yeah, father can play that role. Uh, but get your son to clean his own ta uh, plate. Um, you know, table manners. Uh, all these things that, unfortunately, leads to issues at the end, like ironing and stuff like that. Let him burn his shirt. He burn it himself. But tell him to do it. Teach him. Start with light. Go a bit heavier. But that's all, all. All I can say because what happens is, give these life skills to them. Later on, they won't depend on their wives to do it, right? Mm. And that's the best thing, I think I picked up after marriage. To get it, mm. but I still don't iron. I hate ironing. But if I did it from young age, I would have been used to it. Does it make sense? Mm, yeah, yeah. And anyway, I will leave it there. Um, yeah, there's so uh, much more. You're, honestly, you're, you're honestly, triggering me again. So, I, but I've got, I know, I know, I've got I know, a whole, I've got a whole back now. So, inshallah, uh, we'll call it. Uh, uh, we'll wrap it up here for today, uh, inshallah. But uh, please do don't forget subscribe, like, and share. And don't forget comment. We're really <laughs> interested in the comments because inshallah that will open up more yeah, discussions. Yeah, I'll be looking. I'll, I'll be looking for them. Yeah, I'll yeah, be looking yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, and you might get a reply back saying whatever. Yeah. So inshallah, uh, yeah. like I said, it's a controversial topic. I'm sure it's, it's a lot of highly opinionated um, content today. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, inshallah, like I said, you don't have to agree with it. It's is uh, different people's opinions. But please do share. Um, we'll be interested. Yeah, yeah. Look, listen. I, I, I'm joking about whatever. I would love to hear your opinion on uh, what I've said today. Uh, what Nuri Bay have said today. Um, it, it's an education for me. Look, I I will never stop learning, right? Um, I, I'm very open minded. Even till today, my dad says to me, "I said to dad, do you not allowed to do that." You know what he goes to me? He goes to me, "What does Sheikh Abdul Kaim say?" Wallahi, from Bangladesh. <laughs> He goes to me, what did Sheikh Abdul Kaim say? He agrees with me, Dad. He goes, all right, then I will stop doing it. Not because you said so, because Sheikh Abdul Kaim said so. Because I know you get the knowledge or you try to learn from Islam or Moscow, stuff like that. that yeah. But, you know, but there, like, my dad taught me that no, it's too, never too late to uh, learn. Yeah. And I, you know, so do share and do share your opinions where, you know, maybe a situation you're in, just drop it in there and we, we might pick you up. Inshallah. Okay. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Until next time, light-hearted dads. Wa alaikum assalam. <laughs> cool. Sorry, man. Yeah. I think I was a bit thinking mad today. That's good. You took over the show today. That was good. That's what we want because otherwise it becomes, I don't know we'll do the talk today. This one was yeah. predominantly you, which is really good. Yeah, today ones I think it's gonna be yeah. I didn't buy this guy went gun blazing. Yeah, I, I'm hoping he gets a lot. Of, no, yeah, sometimes he gets his content in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick up the. Uh, yeah. Someone's gonna say, oh, he's the idiot, basically." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I saw it because you know, you know, whenever you're, you're talking, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I can see this man. Because I know the mothers that are in um, some of the WhatsApp groups. I'm like, oh, some of them are like, how was it going? Ah, from the very crazy session. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're gonna like this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not the Taliban. <laughs> he is, he is the Taliban. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Basically, yeah, I was the Taliban at home, bro. I was the Taliban today. Yeah, controversial one.
Oh yeah.